Hello and welcome to a Skeptic Disciple mini episode. This is Henry. And our verse for today comes from the book of Ephesians or the letter to the church in Ephesia. Chapter 2, starting at verse 8 through 10. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. So I want you to focus on that last verse. Uh, For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Here we go. Have you ever wondered about your own level of happiness? Like, have you ever thought about the fact that sometimes when you get the thing that you really want, that you think is going to make you happy after you get that thing, whatever it is, it seems like there's a certain level of dissatisfaction. Like it's not a permanent happiness and it keeps you chasing this desire to feel permanently happy, but nothing seems to really fulfill that. Like there might be exciting opportunities, a new job, maybe it's your dream job, maybe it's a raise, maybe you get it, you're getting engaged, maybe you're getting married, maybe you're buying a house or a car, um, or you know you're even having a baby, and things are like exciting, and and everything is 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 fun and and happiness, and then, you know, after a month or so, after a year or so, um, you feel like you know that that wasn't permanent happiness. Um, and, and, and you begin to realize, well, am I, am I always going to have to be chasing this feeling of like pleasure or happiness? What's the next thing? When does this end? And it can get really kind of depressive, really, you know, if you're not able to continue, you know, finding something new. Um, and this is why it's called a treadmill, right? Cause it feels like you're doing all these things yet. You're still in the same spot. Like you're running on a treadmill and and you're getting tired and exhausting, exhausted. You're doing all this work, but you're not actually going anywhere. And I think that I think that's such a natural human experience uh, for all of us. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we were talking about this with Brian last night and Brian's not part of this episode today, but you'll probably listen to it later. Um, basically, you know, the question arose of like, well, how do we get off the treadmill? Like, is there, is there, is there a way to get off this treadmill? And he was mentioning that, um, that, that one of his professors said, yeah, you know, we, we actually know the answer to that. Um, the key is, uh, there's, there's one thing that doesn't seem to lose its, uh, it, 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 what it brings in terms of joy and happiness to someone's life. And what that is, is service, like serving other people, um, does not get old in the sense that when you are there for someone else, when you are there for support, when you are there for emotional, physical, mental, whatever type of support out of your own volition, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get old. In fact, it seems to just keep bringing the same level of life satisfaction to a person 
if they make that kind of their way of living. And I thought that was a, a key thing or idea to think about specifically in terms of relationships that we have with each other. Like, let's say you're married or, you know, you're in a relationship with friends or, you know, church or coworkers, whatever it is. Um, what if instead of expecting the other person to make you happy and being unhappy or frustrated with them when they don't meet that expectation, what if we kind of just did a, a little bit of a paradigm shift and we asked, how can I be of support or help or how can I be a source of joy towards this person. And of course, this would have to work both ways, right? It's a, it's got, we have to be on equal ground for this to work. But I was just thinking about it. Like, what if we made it our goal to be here for each other um, with the expectation that I'm here to help support emotionally, physically, mentally, uh, any type of support for this person? Because because I love them or because I, I really care for them. And what if they did that in return? You know, that, that, that would, that would make for a, a good setup for a, a relationship, I think, but in, in broader terms, you know, serving your community or serving, serving in your church or serving in your neighborhood or, or at work, how, how would your life be different? How would your experience of happiness and joy be different if instead of focusing on the things that you can get to make you happy, you focus on how can I bring something to the table to bring joy or happiness or support or comfort to those around me. And, and that's when, in my mind, this verse in Ephesians connected, right? This idea that God has prepared good works for us to do beforehand. Like before he even saved us, he prepared good works for us to do for, for that. He intended for that to be our way of life. And what if the, the real strength and real, um, you know, like the real part, the core of the gospel was to live in such a way that your life is actual good news to those around us. Um, I think that changes things quite a bit. And it's not as easy because you have to make this mental switch. But I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, like works are not required for your salvation. Um, the way that Paul puts it is, hey, you're saved by grace. It was nothing that you did. Uh, this is not a reward system. Um, you're saved because God gave you grace. And that is it. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, there's nothing that you can do to earn that. But then he follows it up with this, this whole thing of like, you know, God's making us new. Uh, he's, he's transforming us. And he's, he's, he's giving us this good works to do that he's prepared beforehand to be our way of life. And then I was thinking about this because I was, I was like, man, what if, just, just think, think with me, what if through these good deeds, through our working on this paradigm shift of ourselves to seeking ways of being of service and bringing joy and comfort and being good news to others. What if that itself was what God is using to transform us, right? What if becoming holy is simply the process of us beginning to be able to turn our view outward towards the other 
And what if through that process, God was working in our hearts to transform us? What if this this is our actual transformation so that we can become the people that he has intended for us to become? What if the real the real joy, the real, the realness of, of the gospel, the realness of the church is to actually do the good works that God has, has, has ordained for us to do. Not that, that, that we are saved by them, but rather that by these things, we are continually being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I thought that was such a powerful idea and I'm still grappling with it right now because it honestly just kind of hit me and and and, and what what if this is the reason why the kingdom of heaven is so difficult for people to understand or see because if you don't have that mind where you can you can begin to make that paradigm shift to, to focusing on people outside of yourself uh, then you can't really see it and that that also you know that also means that people who are outside of church who have been able to begin to think and see this way that maybe the Holy Spirit is actually already at work in them and they don't maybe know it or recognize it as the Spirit of Jesus Christ or the Spirit of God, right? Uh, maybe that's a discussion for another day, but but hear me out. You today, where you are, as satisfied or as dissatisfied as you may be with the things that you own or with your relationships or whatever it is, what if God is calling you to do these things because he knows that by you going and doing these things, you will encounter the spirit of God that will transform you from the inside out. What if that was what was happening when Jesus tells Peter in the last chapter of the book of John, the gospel of John, feed my sheep. What if the restoration was, yes, I love you, Peter. And I know you messed up and that's fine. You know, like I'm here now and I still love you. But if you love me, feed my sheep. What if that feeding was not just spiritual, but also physical feeding, right? Look out for my sheep. Look out for the ones that are mine, that the ones that I care about, the ones that I love. For God so loved the entire world that he gave his only son, right? So our calling as individual believers, wherever we are, is to look around and see who's hungry and feed them. What if Jesus is asking and calling you today to feed his sheep. I'm just going to leave it there because I think this is a powerful thought. And I think that as I was thinking about it, I felt inspired to talk about it. And I believe that God will continue to work in whatever he inspires in you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day. Have a great week. We are still continuing to work on our series of the Ten Commandments. We've hit some roadblocks here and there, but um, we're still working on it. So that's still coming. Um, and so just looking forward to releasing that, publishing it, and getting it out to you guys. All right. Have a great day. Blessings, friends. Adios.